Kitty cat, you want to join us? Kitty cat. Aaron. Hey. Guess who it is? Is this is this my conscience? No. Is it? No, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. It has to do with the title of the movie that we watch. Is this my heart? Yeah. Oh. What do you want? <laughs> Just wanted to say hi. Oh, hey. Hi. All right. Well, I got to go. You're do looking it. good. You're looking good today. Oh. Uh. Thanks. I was accused by an ex-girlfriend that uh, the Parkers don't know how to whisper. (laughs) (laughs) Because we whisper like this. You know? I don't know. Why why did she generalize it to all the Parkers? Uh, I don't know. Well, because we're um, basically just louder than her family is very, like, you know, polite and... Soft spoken, so, yeah, like soft spoken, but mm. we're very loud. Um, well, I'm gonna prove her wrong right now. Check out this whisper. Hey, how's it going? That's a pretty good whisper, dude. I'm whispering right now. It's really soft. That's a that's a good whisper. I can do it. Too. I don't know if anyone can hear us. We watched Whisper of the Heart. Mm, yeah, we did, and it, uh, you know what? I liked it. That was a really, actually, a, a good movie for me to watch at this point in my life. Mm, yeah, I felt kind of the same way. Why uh, Why for you? Yeah. Well, I'm working on a um, creative project, and uh, I, I'm at a point where it's just kind of frustrating because it's hard work, you know? And uh, and that's what a lot of this movie is about, the creative process and uh, the frustrations there, too. Mm. And young love. Oh, yeah. This, this is perhaps, you know, for every movie we watch, I try and say a superlative about it. It's the most, like with, with uh, our last one, Palm Poco, I said it's the funniest. Mm-hmm. I would say this is... Uh, the romanticist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what about, uh, Only Yesterday? Yeah, Only but Yesterday. That, I guess, uh, I could, s- yeah, this one kind of edges it out because it's, it plays a bigger role in this. Yeah. In Only Yesterday, the romance was, was not the main thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of at the end. Yeah. So this is the first... Studio Ghibli film not directed by uh, H.M. or I.T. Mm. Who is it directed by? It's directed by Yoshifumi Kondo. And tell me about her. That is actually a man. Not what I heard. <laughs> what made you think it was a lady? No, there. one of the directors we figured out in a past episode was a lady. And okay. I thought it was that one. I'll get but to the bottom not. of this. No, it absolutely is not. Because I will tell you the tale of of Yoshifumi Kondo. Yeah. And it's actually a, a sad tale, a cautionary tale. Oh, no. Oh, can I guess? Uh, Sure. So this lady... Um, you're wrong, wrong right already. out the gate. Okay. This man uh, worked at Studio Ghibli, and uh, and he was just a janitor. And uh, so, and um, one day he was walking down the hall, and there were a couple of animators like looking puzzled at at uh, like a board in the hallway. Um, and he was walking by, and he was like, "What are what are you guys looking at?" And uh, they they told him, "Well, it's this." drawing that no one here can solve it's an unsolvable drawing and uh and um they went away and then that night he solved it he drew the drawing and the next day miyazaki was like wait are you just doing uh goodwill hunting (laughs) (laughs) is that not how it went no that's not how it went oh i'm i was gonna say distracted because i'm looking up 
women in Studio Ghibli. Sorry, I was going to say the yeah. probably the tragic part at the end is he loses both his hands in a tractor. No, dude. Even more tragic. Whoa. Did did he did did he die? He died. Oh. So this uh this movie came out in 1995. Mm. Um Yoshifumi Kondo uh, had been uh, with Hayao Miyazaki and Isao Takahata before, long before Studio Ghibli was a thing, just working in the background, just, you know. As a janitor. As, well, no, well, as a as an animator in various capacities. Mm-hmm. And then on the, you know, in the early 90s, kind of the more prominent films, he be- got kind of promoted to animation director mm-hmm. and so this was his first film film that he got to be that he got to direct is it was, it was written debut yeah his directorial debut is written by Hayao Miyazaki he adapted actually Hayao adapted it from a book uh and love books anyway I love them I was gonna look up the author of the book we can find that later but um then, you know, it was well-received and stuff, but Yoshifumi Kondo was such a hard worker that just three years later, as he, when he was working on some other Ghibli projects, he had a heart, heart attack and died. Whoa. And they say that is why Hayao Miyazaki first announced that he was going to retire. The first time he announced he was going to retire was 20 years ago in <laughs> 1998. And oh, and he said it's because uh, Yoshifumi's death was kind of a wake-up call that they were all kind of working too hard. So he tried to like take it easy, and, and he said he was going to retire. And it's gotten just comical at this point. I watched the video of him retiring the most recent time he retired, and he basically just in a huge room full of like hundreds of pre- people from the press. He's like, he said, literally, he said, "This time I mean it." And if I ever talk about making another movie again, you can just know that it'll be the crazy rambling rant of an old <laughs> loon. <laughs> and guess what? And here we are. He's making another movie. Yeah, and it's gonna be the. Like- crazy rambling rant of an old loon but it's gonna be great it's gonna be freaking awesome i think isao takahata is legit done though yeah has he retired multiple times no i don't think so Mm. so he's no he's no boy who cried wolf no yeah um speaking of uh mr m Mm mm-hmm uh it's his birthday on january 5th yeah which is probably in the past yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Considering our um, little time delay in releasing these things, yeah. But we're gonna get him a present and mail it to him. Maybe. Yeah. No, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Um, because I'll tell you why. Yes. Mm. Because it'll be sweet. Yeah, and maybe he'll be our friend. Oh, can you imagine? Man, we have to get him get him the perfect thing. Yeah, what about a pencil? Mm. Okay, this That's is... That's what I said, a, a, a fancy pencil. This is, is something there, for our jibblers to pan- munch on. Is there a pencil fancy enough that he that he hasn't seen before? I mean, I know there's like um, the... Um, I think they're called Blackwing. Like classic number two. No, there's a fancy one that I bought An like, American when I was in high school. number two. I think they're called Blackwings. Hmm... Um, Blackwing Pencil. Yeah. But he's probably seen a billion of these. Yeah. We'll have to think of it. Maybe we could get him... He's probably too cool for us. A kiss from a rose. Oh, like a... Wow. Mm. I like that. Or like uh, maybe um, some really delicious cookies. Or like a real mermaid. Whoa. Yeah. Like go and discover that mermaids are actually real and like ship him one in a vat. Yeah. You know? Oh man. 
He would love that. He'd probably yeah. make a movie about it. Yeah. But what if it turns He'd out that they're... would probably go back in time and make a movie about it called Ponyo. Oh, snap. What if it turns out, though, that uh, we find this mythical mermaid, but it's actually, like, a really ugly, mean creature that, like, eats people? Oh, undoubtedly it will be. Whoa. Wouldn't that be a twist? Yeah, that would be a twist. Uh. And it's called The Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have not seen. But Are you going to see that? Uh, it looks I don't know. interesting. It, it looks it looks really interesting. I heard that there's hardcore interspecies coital. Uh, not hardcore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'll probably see it. <laughs> not like. Not like showing. Well, I don't know. Maybe since it's a different. No, species, not hardcore. They could show like uh, like a weird. Not like fish sex. Not organ. like internet definition of hardcore. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But like rated R movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um. But whisper of the heart. You know, I think it fits. Uh, it fits right in there with uh, other Studio Ghibli's. You know. I, what do you think? Going into it. I hadn't really heard much about it, probably because it's not as high profile, not being yeah, yeah. one of the uh, two main directors. Mm. Uh, and so going in, I was thinking Whisper of the Heart, more like Whisper of the Fart. Oh. But then coming out, I'm like, Whisper of the Heart, Whisper all day, baby. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you're especially unimpressed when it starts with, that song country road is that by john denver uh yeah i think so this song features prominently in the movie uh country road by john denver they it is played or sung at least like eight times i feel like yeah um but it's cute yeah john denver i looked it up yeah so basically this is a movie about a young lady her name is uh, he, uh, she, Zuku. Yeah, Shizuku. I remember because it's like it's like Suzuku. But... Man, she's so cool. <laughs> because she's pretty cool. Oh, uh, that's a good mnemonic. Shizuku, Shizuku. Man, she's so cool. Mm-hmm. And the guy and the love interest name was, um, s- oh, s- she only said it like four times. Seizo. Seiji. Treasure. I think it was Seiji. Because I was like, man, you can Seiji again. <laughs> About how cool he is. <laughs> you can Seiji again. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's a middle schooler and um, she's on this, she's like on the, a precipice of evolving as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, discovering, she's on the precipice of discovering her first real passion. Yeah. And as, uh, often happens when one is on the precipice of, of having to have, you know, some psychic shifts within your soul and in your life. Whoa. Speak it, Carl Jung. Uh, you might experience some listlessness. Mm-hmm. And some and some kind of directionlessness. Maybe some of your energy will recede from your conscious mind to your subconscious. Is I, that? I feel like I talked about that before on this podcast. I don't know. That is that theory is that, of depression? Oh, maybe. But it, that's more of a union thing. But anyway, she's like she's just kind of reading, uh, the just kind of distracting herself rather than living life. She finds herself just kind of reading the the same old kind of fairy tales but they've kind of lost their magic and she but she's just uh avoiding um studying for her exams the high school exams are like a big thing uh at this point and they're all freaking out all her peers are like oh gotta study for the exams and stuff and and uh she's thinking do i even want to go to high school etc mm-hmm and then she notices that every time she checks out a book, it had been checked out before her by this guy named Seiji. Seiji something. Now I'm going to look it up because I don't want to be wrong, saying the wrong name the whole time. Yeah. 
But uh, so that's kind of a juicy little mystery right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Who is this guy? You know? Yeah. Who keeps checking out these books before me? We have the same taste in books. And so, and then for a little while there, there's a kind of uh, you got mail dynamic where they know each other in in real life and and she hates him but then she secretly kind of has a crush on this whoever this boy is who's checking out these books you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it is sagey what's the last name uh i'm uh sawa or something Mm. something like that yeah, it's, it's man. We've been a lot of Oz. we've been. Uh, is this this is like the third thing in a row that has that uh, that has that um, you've got male dynamic going on? Yeah, we watched uh, uh, like an old uh, Jimmy Jimmy Star Jimmy Star uh, movie. Uh, over Christmas, it's Christmas today. Today's Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, it still is. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, that had that going on hardcore. Yeah, Little Shop Around the Corner. I think I think You Got Mail is based on Little Shop Around the Corner. Uh, yeah. Uh, and for those who maybe don't uh, know what we're talking about, basically the, the, the kind of dramatic irony when uh, one person knows... Uh, one, one person knows... People mm, know. Do, people know stuff, and it's great. <laughs> no, Aaron, it's not great. Oh. People's, people see each other and go, I don't like you, but they write each other and go, I love that person, but don't know it's the same person. But then sometimes one of them figures it out, and that's the dramatic irony, because yeah. there are scenes where they're like, yeah. they're like, man, we hate each other so much. I could never be someone that you would love. Yeah. And the other person's like, yeah, I hate you. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, guess what? We actually love each other. Yeah. And it's got, got that going on in this movie too. Yeah, just a little bit. And man, what else does it got going on? I'll tell you what it's got going on. It's got books. Oh. It's got luthiers. People making stringed instruments. Oh. It's got... Cat, cat, uh, it's got cats. fancy cat man mm-hmm. statue. It's got which is gonna spin off into another Studio Ghibli film later on. The cat returns. Yeah, ah, I thought I recognized him. Uh-huh. So this was my first time seeing this movie, uh, but this was your. This is my second time. Second time seeing it. How much uh, did you like it more the second time? I think I did like it more. Did you remember time. much from the first time? How long ago was it? Kind of. I saw it like t- probably two years ago. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. And do you remember anything from back then? Did you like it? I did. Yeah, I liked it, and it was great rewatching it. Uh, this movie is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It has a real sense of place. It's based on a real city. Let me see here. What's the city in Japan? That's really cool. It's like, it's like ur- uh, obviously an urban center, mm-hmm. a big like a city, but it has a lot of greenery and mountains, which is n- so nice. It's not in Tokyo, or is it like a suburb? No, no. It's um, I don't know if it's a suburb of Tokyo. Because oh, in the lyrics, it? when she made new lyrics to Country Roads, uh, didn't she say like that they lived in Tokyo? Oh, in Tokyo. Oh. oh yeah, she totally did say that. Oh yeah, living in Tokyo. They're living in Tokyo, dude. Yeah, but it's Tokyo's huge. I, it's I it's some suburb. Suburb. Yeah, I, it's based off of a specific area, but I yeah, can't, I'm sure. I can't find what it says. Um. But yeah, so, and then, so, uh, Shizuku uh, meets uh, meets this guy, uh, you know, this boy, uh, and he's mm-hmm. a cat luthier. Oh. Yeah, he makes violins, and he is really cool. Yeah, he's so cool. Man, 
I fell in love with Seiji too. Yeah. He's too cool for school. Yeah. And because he's cool because where Shizuku has no idea what she wants to do with her life, uh, Seiji has always wanted to be a master violin maker. Mm -hmm. And he's already like really good, but he is also humble uh, in this really cool way where it's like, whatever. Um, Because he doesn't... (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. He's like, whoa, oh, this? Oh, playing and making violins real good? Whatever. Mm -hmm. Because he knows you know, how much farther he has to go. And he wants to go study in Italy. He's cool because... Uh, it doesn't seem like he's putting on airs. Like yeah, he's yeah. like he know. Like it doesn't seem like he's the type of guy who's like, yeah, I know that this is really cool and really impressive. Yeah, but it'd be even more impressive if I pretend that it's not. Yeah, he's legitimately. See, I was kind of putting on some airs. He legitimately is like he is takes like, those airs and freaking burns them in the fireplace burns them up and throws throws it out the window. Yeah, the ashes, yeah. And he eats the ashes for breakfast. After he throws them out the window? He goes and collects them. Sweeps them them up. Yeah. And eats them. Yeah. He's the type of of humble where it's because he knows that, like, to be the best, he has so much further to go, you know? Yeah. And so she's, uh, understandably, quite intimidated by him. Mm. See... I feel like I re- I related to Shizuku so much because uh, I I have been paralyzed by how intimidated I am, like uh, in the past by other people. Yeah, like for example, I have a friend who uh, is a, an artist, and she's known that she wanted to be this specific type kind of artist for a long time, and she's really good, and she's you know got like funding to do different projects and stuff and uh when there, and like i've felt when i was with her like oh crap what am i even doing and uh yeah mhm you know what i'm saying yeah exactly like shizuku yeah mhm mhm yeah and so but to shizuku's credit uh so he goes off for a summer internship type thing basically it's actually kind of like a test to see if he has what it takes he goes off to italy and during that time to shizuku's credit she's like ah what i'm what am i gonna do with all of this uh with all this jealousy creative jealousy and and uh insecurities i feel maybe i should work really hard on making something beautiful Mm -hmm. on you maybe i should use my creativity and make something you know yeah uh, which is the right approach. Yeah. You know? Man. Like, instead of wallowing in self-pity about my friend who's an artist... Yeah, or giving up and self-sabotaging. Off, uh, yeah, why don't I just get off my dang butt and do something? Yeah, like, I think a lot of people uh, would probably just be like, ah, he's too good for me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Sagey. You know, you know what struck me about this movie? It mm. was just full of great role models. Like, oh yeah, that was the right thing for her to do. Oh, and let's it talk about the parents. Worked out well, and the parents were fantastic. Yeah, like you would kind of expect them just because parents are usually terrible in in movies. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why are parents always the worst? Because <laughs> people, because well, creative types have uh, parent uh, parent problems or something, unresolved issues. Well, a lot of parents are the worst, actually, yeah, it's in true. the world. It's true. I, sadly, I I would say it was that scene that we're both thinking of was a little bit, uh, a little bit surprising because you would expect mm. parents to not do that. <laughs> well, I didn't think her parents were so hot uh, until that scene, just because they're aloof. They seemed a they're very aloof. aloof. Yeah. You know, yeah, and didn't show much too. much interest in her. Yeah, but then the scene came along where. Uh, she got bad grades. Shizuku, yeah, is slacking off in school because she's working on this this project. Uh, she's working she on a, a book called Whisper of the Heart, uh-huh. which the movie is named after. Yeah, um, and uh, and her older sister is like ragging on her because she's like, um, you know, high school is really important and you need to 
shape shape up or ship out because mm-hmm. um, you need to go to high school. But uh, Shizuku's like, I don't know if I need to go to high school. I don't need to do, you know, you you went to high school and then went to college and you're just like working, what, a part-time job at a tutoring center? Like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not working out that great for you. Why can't I do my own thing? And to the parents' credit, the mom, she says, yeah, that's a good point. I've often wished that I had taken an altern- alternate path. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. but first, the I feel like at first the mom was against her ideas mm-hmm. of working on this project instead of school. Mm. Uh, and it took the dad saying, uh, you know what? I noticed that you were really working hard on this for the past month or so in the library every day. And if it means that much to you and your heart is in it this much, then it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we should let you keep doing it. Which and is then, really... And then the mom was like, yeah, you know what? High school is not everything. Mm-hmm. I've often... And she said, I've often wished that I didn't uh, just do the main path that everyone takes. Yeah. Know? And uh, yeah, which is really cool because... Their parents, they don't even know what the heck she's working on. They're yeah, just she, like, won't, she won't tell them. They're just like, we know you're working on something. And, you know, if it's that important to you, then maybe it is more important than than the conventional path. But the dad says, you know, you've got you've to be prepared. If you're going to take another path that's not the conventional path, it's probably going to be harder mm-hmm. than the conventional path. And you're going to have to know that... It's no one else's uh, responsibility but yours, or something like that. He said, "Like if it goes wrong, if it goes it's wrong, on it's on you." Yeah, which I think it also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean that's a good. I guess what he means by that is if if it goes wrong and you're not on the conventional path, then it can go a lot. It can go. It yeah, can break bad, even worse than normal. Yeah, dude, break bad like uh, that guy. Mm-hmm. On that show. Yeah. With the drugs. Yeah. I um, I never heard that phrase, Breaking Bad, until until that show. I know. I like it, though. It's a good phrase. Yeah. I also, but I don't like Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's fine. No. Not really my cup of tea. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> don't break bad. Fix good. Yeah. No, just kidding. I don't know any. I don't know about the show. I've never seen it. I probably will watch it someday because I heard it's super good. I watched uh, three seasons, uh-huh. uh, and then I kind of lost interest. Uh-huh. What? Uh, That's yeah. not what I mean, they it's said it's it really good, ha- but it does happen. it does just kind of make you feel uh, a little bit like I don't know. It's just kind of depressing. Yeah, it's a little depressing. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much. So much TV and movies and books that you don't have to watch everything that everybody else watches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Forge your Aaron. Forge your own path. Did did this movie have any personal resonances for you in your life journey? Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well, I think. Uh, not. Not. As poignant, maybe, as it sounds like it was for you. Mm. Uh, but I really liked it. Mm. And I, um, yeah, I liked the uh, interpersonal dynamics of it, mm. which I think is a strength of Studio Ghibli films. Oh, yeah. Uh, just the characters, how they interacted and stuff mm-hmm. was great. Felt very, it felt very real, which which is a big thing to pull off because it also was very clear what they're going for thematically, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think, I think the main thing that I got out of it personally was just like, um, sometimes you see an older person that you admire, you mm-hmm. admire their career, uh, and where they are in life. Mm-hmm. And you just think, man, how could I ever get to that point? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I didn't particularly 
want to be the old man who runs the antique shop, mm. but we'll just take him as an example. Yeah. It's like, man, he's he's so cool and wise, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and has this great life up on this mountain in Tokyo where he repairs old clocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you get to that point? You don't go to clock repair school, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no set path for that kind right. of thing. Yeah. And I think this movie kind of teaches that you get to that point after 30 years of following passions. Right. Of chasing, you know, the thing that you're really passionate about. Well, and you probably have to find a mentor. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that that comes with uh, being passionate about stuff. Well, you and because there has to be a certain amount of uh luck well there has to be a certain amount of serendipity to it because you have to you have to take advantage of whatever the universe places in yeah. front of you because there's not such a set mm-hmm. path yeah you know? and and you know i bet if you ask that old man uh if you had asked him when he was you know uh 20 mm-hmm what his life would be like when he's 60 mm-hmm. or however old, how, however old he was mm. in the movie. Uh, he was not probably like 80. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Our parents are like 65. Yeah, but some people go gray early. That's true. Um, he might have said something completely different to how it turned out. So mm, you're yeah, right. Yeah. It is, you know, you. there's no real point in and picturing what your life is going to be like 30 years down the line mm-hmm. and trying to uh, aim for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be passionate and in the moment, I think, is what mm-hmm. the movie is saying. Yeah. She, um, Shizuki, like, wasn't expect. She didn't seem really interested in boys at all, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then... Seiji kind of just showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. Mm. That's a great thing to take away from the movie. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, the, he had some wise uh, gems as well. Literally. Um, oh, the old man. And figuratively, yeah. Yeah. Um, cause he gave her some literal gems or a, he gave her a geode. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. With, you know, the you sparklies in, inside. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, right now you're kind of rough. Like this geode is on the outside and there's only maybe little glimmers of sparklies, but you know what you gotta do? You gotta shine it. Gotta break it open. Gotta break it open. Then you gotta shine it. Mm. And, uh. They didn't, they didn't say that actually. You gotta break it open. But yeah, they missed that, that part. Isn't that wise? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta break break it open. Say it, say it. I just did. Good. Um, and other wise thing he said. So she comes back with her her like first uh creative project is that book Whisper of the Heart, uh that she writes about. Kind of a dumb name. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> but and it, and from the glimpses we get of it, it seemed kind of dumb. Yeah, but then, yeah. So I was I was a little bit worried that it was going to turn out that it's like fantastic. Uh huh. But then no, it was it wasn't that good because she's a you know fourteen year old girl. Yeah, or whatever. We get <laughs> yes, ri- handwriting no, a book for the totally. first time. Totally, we get glimpses into the book she's writing, and it's just like this nonsensical, just like. There's a cat baron and floating around and the wind picks them up and there's like mountains of jewels and a and a place where magic is and you know yeah and, and oh look at that the, the what did he say when they were standing on top of that thing he was like the um the spatial relationships have changed and now things that are far appear large and things that are near appear small uh-huh, yeah. and oh now the westerly winds are coming. Quick, jump. Uh-huh, yeah. It was all kind of like, all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun. But it but was it's, cute. Yeah. And it showed promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it showed promise. Uh, I assume. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. We were just seeing like a 
animated interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, but I liked how uh, old antique shop man, uh, just like with Seiji. Uh, I think his name was Nishi. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Nishi. He didn't sugarcoat it. I no. mean, he told her uh, the truth, which is that uh, it could use some work, but it has a lot of potential. Well, yeah, he came back. He came down and he said after he read it, and he said, "It's great. What a wonderful book." Yeah, you yeah. Made. And then she yeah, was like, "He didn't say it was great. He said, what a wonderful.' Yeah, what story. a wonderful story. What a wonderful book." And then she said, and then she just started crying. She's like, "No, it sucks. It's just so cheesy and stuff." And instead of saying, instead of saying, "No, it's not cheesy," he said. There's some rough parts, but that's what you know. You yeah. need to polish it, you know. Yeah, uh, which is really wh- and which is he said later what happened with Seiji too when he made his first violin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he cried was, too. He was really upset because it didn't turn out how he wanted. See, and that's r- exactly where I'm at right now. Where I'm working on a creative project, and um, like basically my first. Well, I mean, I just finished like my fifth draft and uh, and I just feel like I just kind of feel like and someone just read it and I kind of feel like just and, and they said that they really like it. And I kind of feel like just saying, no, it sucks, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. If only everything if only every every creative project could be as easy as making a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be as easy as this where we just made it and it's incredibly good from the yeah. very first episode. Yeah. And we amass, a, you know, a giant following. Well, I don't want to set our jibblers up for disappointment. Nibblers. I mean, our nibblers. Oh, I always make the, that mistake. The jibblers. See, that's just an example of one of the rough, you know, edges that we just need to polish. On this podcast? Yeah. yeah. Even on such a gem as this. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, our nibblers out there, even if, uh, you know, your first foray into podcasting or whatever, you, wherever your heart takes you isn't, I mean, jibblers qual- level, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. What? Is Whisper of the Heart actually a really good name? Well, is that, is is Whisper of the Heart, like... That feeling you get when you're starting a creative project? <gasps> a whisper from the heart. Yeah, that's what it's like. Oh my gosh. I've heard that whisper and and heeded it. Whoa. Just kidding. Actually, I think it's kind of a bad name, but it's like such a bold bad name. It's not that bad, but it's like it's like um what am I trying to say? Well, it's bad on purpose because it's, it's bad the name on of purpose, her, and that's what's genius about novel. it. It's kind of uh, what's the word? Uh, trite. It's kind of trite mm-hmm. because it's the name of her first novel. Yeah, and so I think that's so cool that they're like that they were bold enough to have a trite name, a slightly trite, mm-hmm. you know, a trite. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, name for their movie, you know. Yeah. 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 So I think it's a good name for the movie. Yeah. It's kind of like there's this book. Uh, this is a very relevant book to uh, reference right now. It's called The Artist's Way. And it talks about just get it out. Just spit it out. Just, you know, let the creative juices flow. And don't be afraid if it's crappy. And you can always polish it later or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a really good book. And it is rife with spelling errors <laughs> and grammatical errors. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know. That's funny. Yeah, it's cool. Is Be- that on purpose? Uh, I think it's not on purpose. I think they're real errors, but I think that it's really a reflection of, you know, her method that she's talking about. Where it's like, just get it out on paper and just... You know, revise it until it sounds good and just throw it out into the world, you know, and then move on to the next thing. You don't have to, like, get all fixated on making it perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. But don't some artists, uh, like, spend years perfecting a painting? Well, yeah, like Isao Takahata is is a perfectionist. So maybe there are different types of artists. You ever think about that? 
No. There's only one type of artist. They just do it the same way. You just got to get in that. line. Mm. You just got to. Scott, that sounds wrong to do me. Do it that one set way. That sounds wrong to me. I don't know why, but something about that sounds wrong. Don't think about it. If you think too much, you'll never be an artist. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You just got to listen to the whispers of your Um, do you have anything else to say about this film? No. <laughs> do you? I would give it an 8 out of 10. Oh, that's pretty good out of 10. Yeah. I yeah. give it 8.3. I give it an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I thought the dialogue at some points was a little bit awkward. There's one point point near the end where the dialogue is really on the nose, but what it's being on the nose about is so interesting that you're that you're kind of like, okay, that's really on the nose, but I also I gotta think about that. Was it uh, like at the very end when they're yeah. up on the hill, kind of talking to each other? When no, he came back. It's when he said that he she's. Uh, Shizuku is on the back of his bicycle and he's riding up a hill uh-huh. and he says, "Oh, yeah. I decided to ride up this steep hill with you uh with you on the back of my bike. And I'm going to do it all by myself. And I'm going to do it all by myself." And she jumps off and says, "I I don't want to be just a burden to you on your journey. I want to help." Yeah. But here's I feel like uh, a lot of the lines in that scene mm-hmm. were kind of on the nose, mm-hmm. but they were also, they felt very, uh, adolescent to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like they felt very real to me like that. Like these two precocious mm-hmm. artists, yeah. adolescents, yeah. they would actually say that like, they're right. both so excited to be figuring out this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just making decisions and he's making this decision to mm-hmm. prove how strong he is to her. Yeah. And he's just going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and she's like figuring out the relationship too. And she's like, no, I don't want to just be a package that you're carrying along, uh-huh. you know? And then they had a couple other lines when they're at the top of the hill that were similarly kind of on the nose, but I thought were, uh-huh. Uh, good. I yeah. thought we're very character appropriate. Oh yeah, and it's like Moonrise Kingdom level romantic up in there. Yeah, <laughs> just two kids falling in love. Like it kids... kind of made me want to see a sequel to this. Like when they're older, that's uh, maybe yeah. a little more, a little more sober. Yeah, and, but uh, you know what? One thing that uh, uh, Toshio Isao and Hayao vowed when they made studio ghibli was no sequels ever mm, same thing with pixar mm-hmm. oh really oh no i guess because they did toy story too no, they pretty, have a lot of sequels pretty soon but didn't i thought that they kind of never did sequels until disney bought them except for like toy story 2 oh i don't know i didn't i wasn't aware of that but uh this one doesn't it's ironic that we're talking about this with whisper the heart because this is the only one that had another movie that's related to it but it's not a sequel it's a spinoff yeah with the baron the baron is just a a weird cat statue that kind of inspires uh shizuku to write this story because it has mysterious origins yeah um yeah and it has a love story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked... Uh, um, I I thought that the voice acting, we, we, li- we watched it in English. Um, I thought the English voice acting was pretty good. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Oh, really? Yeah, there I thought was, it was very good. There were some of the, um, I thought some of the dad's dialogue and some of the older sister's dialogue uh, didn't match the animation very well at parts. Oh. Not all of it, mm. but 
uh, they, yeah, there are just parts that stuck out to me where like her facial expressions, especially when you first meet the older sister, her facial mm. expressions are like very like her eyebrows are furrowed and she seems like she should be kind of She's more angry. Very, yeah. But the voice acting is very laconic and like, mm-hmm. like, hey, you should uh, do this thing and you should uh, do the dishes while you're here. Mm-hmm. But her face is like this. Uh huh. I, I made like an angry face. You made like a scrunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't love the dad's voice acting. Oh. Uh, it was fine. It was mm-hmm. a seven out of 10. Mm-hmm. I liked the dad, but I didn't notice that's an, that's something that you've got to think it's got to be real hard. Uh, but you're saying it didn't match the facial expressions. That's a good. Not all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a perspicacious viewer. But you know what? I'm willing to put, honestly, like, I'm willing to put up with a 7 out of 10 voice acting. Yeah. Because I honestly feel like watching a a dub versus a sub Mm -hmm. helps me appreciate the movie more. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I'm just of the school of thought that it takes too much energy uh, and attention to read the subtitles. You miss the beauty of the animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't get lost in it as easily. Yeah. It's just easier. <laughs> and and why put, why, uh, you know, put a, a hurdle in your way from enjoying a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like it makes that much of a difference to watch the Japanese with the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Not enough of a difference to make it worth it for me. Unless the voice acting is genuinely crappy. Like, just grates on you. Right. Like that uh Setsuko. Mm-hmm. In Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, from Grave of the Fireflies. Although we didn't well, really I'm not gonna I'm maybe not gonna we fight sh- with you, man. Maybe uh sometime we should watch that again with the American or the English voice acting. Because mm. I heard online some people say that it's not that bad. That, mm. But maybe they're just crazy weird. Well, not that bad isn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, I feel like we didn't do any segments. Oh, uh, wait. Let me do uh, Aaron asks Scott a question. Oh, yeah. Do it. Okay. <laughs> That's a good intro song. <clears throat> um why <laughs> This is what Nibbler's really tuning in for is segments. Our legendary segments. Mm, why did because oh you uh-huh love mm. Mm. why do you love present the female uh protagonists of these ghibli films oh well you know one time i made a i did a presentation in a class about how Studio Ghibli is awesome in their like gender role portrayals and how I'm going to show, if I'm lucky enough to have daughters someday, I'm going to show my daughters and my sons these films. Uh, and so I did a presentation. I forget what I said in it, but... It was basically, probably crappy. Basically just these protagonists are you know strong lady protagonists and also there's like sensitive there's like a lot of there's sensitive guys and there's a lot of um just well-rounded characters who aren't like so limited by these shallow rigid uh gender roles um and someone left me anonymous feedback on my presentation that said don't you know that anime is like really bad for women's uh uh body image and that it like leads to like 
girls get obsessed with anime and then they get eating disorders and then it's really sad. Sounds like that person hasn't watched Studio Ghibli films. Well, the I mean, there are no chubby uh female protagonists. There, there are no there, there are, are really no chubby, chubby male, male protagonists yeah. either. Uh all really all the protagonists are pretty much male or female they're pretty um like what's the word a- attractive-ish Ideal, you know what i'm saying I- idealistic yeah but i think what about that's porco actually yeah that's a good point not porco um anyway we've been hinting at for a while that we need to have some of our female friends on here to talk about or maybe just in my mind, I've been hinting that. To yourself? To myself, yeah. We need to have some of our uh, smart female friends with a critical eye, you know, come in here and, and uh, give their insights. But, uh, you know, I don't know. There might be something to that anonymous feedback. Yeah, but I think that's more of a problem with other anime. Well, but also it's problematic as we've stated before that there are no uh male directors and when I female just female directors. I mean, there are no, yeah, man. <laughs> there are no female directors. And as I just looked back through the the writers and directors, um that there, there are a couple female writers but no female directors. What it, did we get it wrong then that one time when we looked we were referencing uh let me, wait let me see her name. We were mm. referencing Keiko? Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Keiko who was a writer in on a couple of them. Oh. But not even the writer like a co-writer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well um, you know what I uh, appreciate? Mm. So in this movie, besides that one scene where they have the good parent-child conference in the in the kitchen, mm. the dad doesn't really have much going on. Mm. He's not very fleshed out as a character, mm. which at first uh, struck me as odd mm-hmm. um because i'm and and i'll even admit i had a fleeting thought of man how come they pay so much attention to the uh female protagonists and stuff in studio ghibli films but there's like the dads are non-existent and there's like no real there's like not really ma- many male role models but then i thought oh no there's the other lead is a guy in this and then i thought oh yeah that's just my uh my my brain is trained mm-hmm. uh from watching media these 25 years to expect there to be an overwhelming majority of men yeah in yeah. in media yeah which um really stuck out to me this last time uh watching the star wars movies leading up to this newest one oh yeah yeah um there are no women <laughs> in star wars I- until these latest ones uh-huh except for leia none Princess, yeah except for princess leia and there's Queen princess Amidala. leia who what she has a cool bikini uh-huh. and she holds a gun once and she like kisses luke and tells him good luck uh-huh yeah, like yeah. she doesn't have much going on, and then but I, she's literally all that there is. And yeah, and then the prequels. I watched all three prequels this time. Mm-hmm. There's literally no one mm-hmm. except for uh, Amidala who doesn't have much going on either. Uh huh. Bes- yeah. Besides her, there's <laughs> and literally it's such no a huge not cultural a single touchstone. female. Like, just imagine if Star Wars were the opposite, where yeah. it's all females and mm-hmm. there's just one male character and he's kind of non-existent and he doesn't really do much, mm-hmm. people would be going crazy. Uh-huh. And, and the fact <laughs> and so that... so in this movie where it's pretty 50-50, like it's pretty, you know... Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit leaning more towards the female characters. Uh-huh. And I just felt like, man, it's, it's leaning so much towards the female characters, but... It's just because you've been programmed. Yeah, I've been programmed to 
to see that as odd. Even like background characters in Hollywood, it's so common for them to, if they're getting extras, to mm-hmm. overload on men. Mm-hmm. Oh, in, really? In the background. Yeah. There's um, Laura Dern. No, not Laura Dern. I have her in my mind because she was in the latest Star Wars. Who's, uh, you know, that um, baseball movie where it's like female baseball players and Tom Hanks is in it? Oh, yeah. League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Who's the leading lady in that? Gina Davis? Yeah. Um, She uh, has been doing like research into that or something to show directors Mm -hmm. like, look, even in the background, there are like 70% men. Mm-hmm. Just because we're so trained to see men as the default. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, we should have uh, a friend on to to yeah, give their two cents. Yeah, totally. Because we're just a couple of dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about um, it, uh, for this segment that's called Ask Scott a Question? Um, what if you ask me if I got any Ghibli related gifts for Christmas? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Warm up okay. your voice. Scott, did you get, Scott, did you get any? Scott, did you get any? Did you get any Ghibli? Did you get any? Aaron, how you did feeling you? about this, uh, question hold on, you're hold about on. to ask? I'm, hold on. Okay. Okay. Scott, did you get any related (laughs) gifts for Christmas? Well, thanks for asking, Aaron. It was kind of hard to understand because of your odd cadence there. But uh, I got the uh, complete collection of Studio Ghibli soundtracks. What? Which is so cool. And I got. Does it have all of the soundtracks uh, on on those two discs? That it does. Whoa. Yeah. I wonder if it has that song from this that was like a 30-second little techno thing. Oh, yeah. That was weird. I liked it. I didn't actually like it. No? I thought it was distracting. It was a little bit non Yeah, uh, it was kind of like, yeah, techno-y and weird. Um, what else did you get? And I got the uh, the art of Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, you can find these on Amazon. Really cool. Just like a book that just has like the art, you know, just has like sketches and stills from the movie and and uh, stuff. Yeah, that looked really cool. Yeah. It have you read? Really cool. Have you read it much? Does it have uh, info about the film and stuff? Yeah. In fact, it has in the the last like fifth of the book is just the whole movie. It's just it's just the every script? yeah it's every like key frame or whatever they're called you know like every frame that uh, Miyazaki uh, drew mm-hmm. um, and then you know he makes them makes the frames and gives them off to the animators and then they fill in oh that's cool yeah and it has like the script by by the frames you know like mm-hmm. the dialogue yeah really mm. beautiful. Yeah, I kind of coveted that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt do. <laughs> hmm. What else? We don't have any sponsors. We don't have any money. No, we're broke and uh, destitute. Um, we're recording this from a prairie. Yeah. <laughs> That's the... That's like a weird bird. Yeah. It's the prairie bird. Oh, what was that? It's a burrowing owl. Oh. It's kind of nice out here. Yeah. But we haven't eaten any food for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's not great. Um... I mean, luckily, we were able to cull together uh, a DVD player just from kind of... Whole cloth. Scraps. Prairie scraps. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty lucky that we did that. Um, And a TV. I I brought my TV. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But we had to create a you know wind powered uh, electronic generator, so mm-hmm. that was kind of tough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Kmart didn't work out. Yeah, like uh, they're no one, so no one can high actually. And well, no one can actually uh, get a hold of them. Yeah. Uh, we tried to track down Kmart. They're off the grid. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no more Kmart's around town. Mm-hmm. They're all abandoned. Uh, and everybody that we asked about it, like, um, like shut the door in our face. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So something's going on with Kmart. Mm-hmm. Or remember that one time we went into that Kmart to meet. We had a meeting set up with someone. Yeah. Mr. McGregor. Yeah, yeah. And then when we came in there, it turned. Uh, it was actually a Target, and they said. Mr. McGregor died 20 years ago. Yeah, that was so spooky. Because we spoke to him on the phone. Yeah. Man. So something's going on. Yeah, we're like being catfished by Kmart or something. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyways, hopefully we'll get some money together and uh, can move back into our parents' basement. Send us some food if you can. can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we asked you last week to... I mean, never mind. I mean, not last week, but last episode, we asked you to, um, you know, anything you buy, keep the receipt and mail it to us. Mm-hmm. Now we're asking anything you buy, just mail it to us. Yeah. <laughs> we could really use the help. Yeah, instead of the receipt from which we'll, you know, use the receipt to get sponsors to get money to to pay for, you know our life as we do the show, instead of that, just send us what you buy. Yeah. And we'll eat it or use it or whatever. Yeah, we'll eat it or read it or view it or mm-hmm. wear it. Whatever the verb is that it corresponds do to it? that thing. Yeah. Sing it? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, you did... Uh, so Scott pointed out last week after we... Not last week. Last episode after we finished recording... That we didn't actually give you guys an address to send the stuff to. Just you, send it. You'll figure it out. Just listen to the past what episodes. Is this, the twenty questions. The clues are in there. What's your address? You can figure out where we live. Quit making excuses. Yeah, that sounds like an excuse. Just send it over here. Yeah, I just looked at the clock and it's my bedtime. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I feel like we covered everything. I feel yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's great. And it's a good I wanted movie, to I like s- it. I wanted to say to our nibblers out there, if you have a dream, if you have a passion, if you have some jewels inside the geode of your heart, uh go for it. Do it. I believe in you. Maybe the people around you don't uh share your vision, don't see your potential, don't believe in you. Uh I don't even know you and I believe in you. Mhm. Except for you well you know who you are yeah that one guy or girl Mm -hmm. it's a guy yeah let's be honest you 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 probably should go in on the conventional path yeah because you need to cut that out yeah you need to cut that out it's weird and it's really it's making me uncomfortable yeah and uh but the rest but of the, you, yeah, the rest of you, you know, dive into that geode and just start rubbing up against those gems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get them nice and shiny. Yeah, get them like microfiber cloth. I don't know how you shine gems. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You Read probably, about it on YouTube. Probably start with like a higher grit or a lower grit, and then you move up with oh, a pad. Yeah, that's probably good. Yeah. Or so, whatever. Yeah. Get some rubbing compounds. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And uh, have a good night's sleep. And sweet dreams, sweet ones. And I'm going to go ahead and, and sign off, but I'm going to let my heart uh, close things off in a whisper. Hey, this is Scott's heart. I think that you guys are so great. Hey, Scott's heart. What? 
guess who I am? Who are you? Aaron's are. Hey. I don't think these nibblers know how precious they are. You are so precious out there. Ha, ha, ha.